Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, I'm going to tell you that this is an episode I wish somebody had taught me in high school. And then when they didn't teach me in high school, I wish they had taught me this in my 20s. But they didn't. So I wish that somebody would have taught me this in my 30s. (laughs) And I'm just happy to know it in my 40s. So I hope that this can be a blessing to you wherever you are at. Because I know that there are areas in your life you're not getting the results that you want. And I also know that part of the reason we don't get the results we want, it starts with what's going on in our paradigm, what we believe, what we think on, what we imagine, because all of that's connected to our intention. Your results are revealing your intention. So you can look at the results you get and trace it back to your intention and your clarity, your action taking, and your current commitment level. Intention that you have clarity about, plus you take action on, and you're committed to gets you great results. Intention plus clarity plus action plus commitment equals good fruit, okay? These results, they reveal that you actually had a desire that you were totally willing to go after. And by go after, go after, that's active. It's an action, right? We're going and we're going to get clarity, and we're going to take action, and we are going with commitment. So the opposite is true as well, because lack of intention and lack of clarity plus non-action plus no, like partial, partial commitment. I don't, I think I said partial, partial commitment equals results as well, but it's not good fruit results. It's not, it's passive results. It's, it's results that you're not going to look back and be proud about. These, revo- these results, they reveal confusion and disappointment, and they reveal that you were led more by circumstance rather than intention. When you have clarity about your intention, it helps you declare the intention. It helps you remember your intention, and it helps you keep your focus on it. If you're a coach, the reason you need intention, well, Okay, one, if you don't have it, you can't teach it and you can't coach others in it. Two, if you don't have it, you don't accomplish the greatest results that you're really, truly capable of. If you wonder why you're not seeing results and success and accomplishment in some of the areas of your life that you want to see it in, you'll need to assess your intentions. You have to go further up the road. If you do have intention and you're aware of what it is, then you will see it guide you to go get more clarity to take imperfect action and commit to follow through. Remember that your paradigm is where your beliefs, thoughts, and imaginations live 
is part of the ecosystem of your soul where your emotions and will also live. And your paradigm helps to inform your intentions. And if you're not aware of what you're believing and thinking, then you're not actually leading and governing yourself. You're not directing your life. So you can learn to be intentional about what you believe and think, and that's actually in the Bible. So you may not have been taught this in your life, but now you're learning it. Right now, as you listen to this, you're learning that it is possible for you to pay attention to what you believe, imagine, think, and feel, and assess all those things to see if they're benefiting your life or they're hindering it, and then actually do something about changing it into a paradigm that is hopeful, helpful, and aligned. So it is your responsibility to implement this knowledge. It is nobody else's responsibility. It's nobody else's fault that you choose not to. It is no circumstance that is holding you back from your own transformation. It is solely on you and the decision that you choose to make about whether or not you will pursue being intentional with what you believe and think. Okay, we've talked about how your paradigm and your emotions help to inform each other over all of this podcast and how you either want to either pursue an emotion or you want to avoid it. And that's how your intentions form because you want to experience joy or success, so you pursue them by taking certain actions to get that and experience them. Or you want to avoid something like pain or failure, so you take certain actions to avoid them. Even not taking action is a choice and it's non-action that leads to pursuing something you want or avoiding something you want by not taking a different action. If you believe and think that doing something you've never done before, like starting a business, taking a, a coaching, a coach's training and certification course, or going to the gym for the first time, it doesn't matter what it is. If you believe that there's possibility, like I'm gonna fail because I don't know how to do it right the first time, your brain is naturally gonna wanna protect you because that's part of its job. And it's gonna try to keep you from taking action that could lead to failure because it's gonna feel negative. It's not gonna feel good if you perceive failure as a negative thing, if it's a negative circumstance to you. So let's say that you wanna build a coaching business, but you've never done anything like that before. You're gonna actually have to create some cognitive dissonance wherein your brain says, that's new, I don't like it, it means change, it might be difficult, it might fail. So what if we self-sabotage a little bit before that happens through inaction or passive action or even maybe wrong action, but you intentionally decide to believe and think that it's possible to start a business, even though your brain says like, that's not gonna feel good, that's gonna put us in harm's way, what are you doing? And you can actually decide to become aware of your brain's safety response and lizard brain, so to speak. And then you can challenge that. Remember how we take our thoughts captive. We decide, we actually get intentional about determining what the thought is. We confine it and we we actually experience, what is the thought? We think about it. What's the thought I just thought? <laughs> you actually have to stop and do that. Then you, after you confine it, you challenge it against the truth. Go to the word of God, ask God what he says, what is the truth, not how you feel the truth is, 
not what you believe the truth is. Go find the actual truth so you can challenge your thought against it and come into alignment. Then you actually change the thought. You can say, I don't want to think that anymore. That's harming me. It's keeping me from taking right action. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not going to. That thought, just because that thought popped into my head doesn't mean I have to think it. It doesn't mean I have to keep on it, dwell on it. Just because I've always believed something doesn't mean I have to keep believing it. We are created for our brains and our thoughts to actually be changed. That's what repentance is, is the ability to change the path that we're taking. And then you can take right action. So you get the results you want. It's intentional paradigm setting, intentional imagination, intentional belief, intentional thinking. It's doing what the Bible says to do and setting your mind on things above. Thinking on whatever is noble, of good report, etc., like the scripture says. The word is saying in here that it's something you actually have to do. You have to put your hand to the plow. It's your responsibility, but it's also completely possible and it bears good fruit. It's not an ethereal thing that you could just hope happens to you. You actually have to take ownership and responsibility for your paradigm. If you're lacking in the areas of ownership and responsibility, you probably haven't either, one, found yourself in a situation where you have to do the thing, or two, committed to being the responsible party of doing the thing. So you might still have the mindset that your business and your client load or whatever area in your life that you are working on is ethereal rather than something you are actually responsible for. And if you want it built or you want something created or you want something transformed or grown, you're the one to do it, which means you need to step up and do the next right thing, which might be hire your own coach. It might be, I'm going to say it's probably not keep doing more research. (laughs) You actually have to start taking action soon instead of keep becoming somebody who is enough, does enough, knows enough, you probably need to start experimenting and actually doing something with everything you already know, if that's the case. You need to lay out a clear strategy for what you need to do. And deciding is really important. I'm going to go so far as to say that I think a lot of the first steps in kind of like on the playground of intention is deciding what you need to know first, what you need to learn first. So I'm saying in one one sentence, I'm saying, stop learning so much before you do anything. And then the other side, I'm saying, figure out what it is you actually need to know to do the thing you need to do. So if you're going to go learn more, only learn the thing that is associated with your next right action steps. Don't go learn about how to build a group coaching course when you've never coached a breathing person. Don't build something out that you don't need for five years. Don't build this massive website when nobody knows you're a coach. That is all passive action that's protecting you from doing the thing in front of you that you're scared to do and you're sabotaging about, which is coaching people. You have to go start coaching people. And I know you're going to say, a lot of people say, I don't know how to find them. Well, it's because you don't know what you coach on and you don't know what to offer. And so you don't know who you're working with. You don't know who you want to work with. You are lacking clarity. 
and you are lacking the intentionality that you need to have with the decision-making commitment, this decisive commitment that you're going to do everything you need to do to be set up to tell anybody and everybody that you're a coach so that you can find the people no matter what you're doing, where you're at. There's processes for that. But first, you have to actually get intentional about the first things, the steps that are before you have to worry about marketing, you have to have something to offer that you have to market. You need to know who you need to market to, right? And intention always has a goal. You might not be aware of it yet. You may not even recognize your own intention. You might just think life's been happening to you. And in fact, your intention has been set on staying comfortable so that you don't take the action that would feel out of the norm and then you blame it on circumstances. This is something that breathing people do, whatever. I'm going to say you have the capability of moving past that and becoming aware of it, but recognizing that even when you don't think you're intentionally reaching a goal of something, it's the difference between the true goals and the false goals, right? We say our true goal is to have a boatload of clients, but it's really a false goal because the results are revealing that the goal we have attached to our intention is to be comfortable, is to not really do too much work, is to keep ourselves safe and not put ourselves out there. And when you want to blame lack of time, circumstances, or other people, it's Blame is a, is a dream destroyer. And so it's time to let go of the belief that circumstances and lack of scarcity, whatever, other people, controlling other people, <laughs> it doesn't matter. As long as you blame everybody else instead of focusing on the actual responsibility you need to take for your own paradigm, your beliefs, imaginations, and thoughts, and what you feel about them, it's All of that's leading you to who you are today and what you go do with that. And if you want to be a great coach and have a fruitful business or just be um, fruitful in your life, you're going to need to get clear about your intentions because they're connected to your paradigm and they're, they're leading to the goals. And you have to recognize that some intentions, they come to pass over time, but you can have an intention, set your intention focus on that intention. And maybe because of what you're focusing on, you're done in a month. You've reached the goal that you had intention towards. Maybe your intention will take years to come to pass, depending on what that is, right? What you want to be doing. If your intention, it regardless, you have to remember to give your intention attention <laughs> or it no longer is intentional. If you don't give attention and focus to it, your intentions disappear ignore it and it will go away. If your intention is to get like a, a website or a blog up and going, it there's a number of action steps that you have to take to get there. And so if you're actually taking action, you can trace it back to intention. And you're going to need to give yourself reminders about what your intention is because the world around you is so, so loud. It's going to drown out your intention in a heartbeat if you don't let the intention rise to the top and have its own voice. That's why people do things like vision boards which maybe in the future I'll do an episode or even like a workshop on one day. A vision board is is a way to keep your focus on the intention, not just the goals, 
but it reminds you of your intention and it gives you um, good perspective. It changes your brain. It, it tells you, like, hey, remember we decided that's what we're going for and keeps, you in, keeps it in front of you. You also have to remember to declare your intentions to yourself and other people because sometimes just saying it out loud is key. And refreshing your intentions is necessary as well, like reminding yourself again and again what you're moving towards. I want to say that the difference between intention and goals are intentions are more internal. What your what your spirit and soul are wanting to do like in inside for you and with you. A goal is something that's more external and it's related to external expectations. An intention is something you align with, but a goal is something in the future that you attain or achieve. And then the intention difference between intention and motivation is that intention is a consciously set direction and motivation is what keeps you moving in that direction. It's connected to your why statement, which you need to keep in front of you. So go listen to episode 123 for help on developing your why statement. That's connected to your motivation, which is your motive. Motive comes before intent, just like in law and crime, right? A detective is first going to look for underlying motive and then find the intent. So your emotions are tied to your motivation and your intention because what the feelings are that you desire to pursue as well as the feelings you desire to avoid, they all provide motivation for your intention and action. And your emotions, sometimes they can be your why statement. I want to feel this. I don't want to feel that. And they're intricately connected to your paradigm of beliefs and thoughts. You know, I'm always going to remind you of that. So we all have intentions and motivations, and they lead us to the actions we take. And I use the concept of true goals and false goals, I told you, with clients all the time. So if you say you want a coaching business serving 40 to 60 clients a year, but you find yourself spending six months on your branding ideas and six more months reading more books about coaching then your actions reveal your true goal and point you to your actual motivation and intention. So what you say you want is a false goal if you're not taking action towards it. And the action you're taking um, is passive. It's not going to get you clients. But passive action is always going to sustain the true goals of things like comfort, security, and perfectionism. And I want to remind you that perfectionism is kind of a form of suffering, self-inflicted suffering. But intention with action is a form of self-leadership. Now, I would say there's three different types of intent, and you can go look at this kind of with like a a law and crime, criminal law uh, view, but there's general intent, and that's like an act that stems from commission, allowing something to happen, like rolling through a stop sign. You know, it's like uh, speeding, okay? General intent, commission. I'm allowing something to happen, not stopping at the stop sign fully. Zero speed limit uh, or speed before taking that right. Then there is specific intent, meaning it's actually taking preparation and planning. And that's like if you're going to go rob a bank, okay? That you have to actually 
specifically have an intention that you prepare and plan to take action on. Then there's constructive intent with unintended results like accidents. Sometimes that comes from commission because you allowed something to happen. And sometimes that comes from omission, meaning you left something out or you didn't take action. Okay. Now I want you to apply general, specific, and constructive intent to the things that you want to focus on. Now I'm going to give you actual 10 action steps with examples about how to be uh, an intentional believer, an intentional thinker, intentional visionary about your coaching business or practice or any area of your life. First, this is a get a piece of paper out, okay? Get a notebook out, open a new document. Actually give a name, whether it's one word or a phrase or some kind of title to the area of life or business that you want to focus on. Something that's going to be easy for you to remember. Don't get all fancy about it. Just throw it out there. Something you need to be able to remember and think on. For example, the example I'm going to use throughout these next 10 steps is developing a great coaching offer. Number two, decide that you'll commit to working on this. Decide you're going to actually commit to being intentional. That's not just thinking you are or agreeing with me. This is actually you considering if you're really committed to doing all that it's going to take to be intentional about results in this area. So for example, you might say, okay, I've spent 10 minutes thinking, or maybe writing out pros and cons or using that little, you know, um, weighing out the, all of the things that I'm gonna have to do and what's on my plate so I can say, no, you know what? It doesn't matter. I want this so bad. I'm actively deciding to spend time and energy and money and internal effort on learning everything I need to do right now and taking imperfect action to create the coaching offer that's best for my business and my clients and my current stage of life. Number three, what is your motive behind this intention? Take some time and actually get clear about this. Um, For example, I have to make money. That's a great motive. (laughs) That's a huge motivator that it might be that simple or I simply can't stand not having an actual offer that I feel confident telling people about. I just can't take doing that any more months or years, maybe. Number four, what is the goal that this intention will actually lead you to? For example, I will help 50 clients this year to take hold of the transformative results. I know I can help them attain. Okay, that's That could be the goal you have. That's why you want to be intentional about creating this offer. And you just can't stand not having something, an offer you're confident about. That's your motivation. You know, it's all tied together. Number five is consider what type of clarity you need to get about this area. Do you need to do research? Talk to somebody, pray about it. So for example, I need to do more work in the area of narrowing down my niche and ideal client avatar so I really know what they're they're looking for and I know how to speak their language and I need to spend more time finding out what God's saying about the kind of offer that I'm going to develop because I feel like my offer is going to be different than what I hear a lot of people offering and I really want to know what God's telling me about it. Number six, what do you currently believe and think about this area? 
and be honest with yourself. And as you're late, you might have to ask God to tell you what you're actually believing. For example, I don't feel strongly about any particular offer because I just know I can help a lot of people in multiple ways. So I'm kind of struggling just to pick one and then take action to see what happens. Or um, I'm afraid of experimenting, (laughs) whatever it is. What are you actually believing or thinking? People don't really need what I have to offer. So maybe that's an underlying belief that you're struggling with, but you haven't voiced it yet. So you're not overcoming it and dealing with it and bring it into alignment. Number seven, how have you been allowing general, specific, and constructive intent to lead you? For example, my general intent has... I've just been allowing things to happen. So I I throw stuff out there, you know, on Facebook or whatever, and I just kind of wait to see what happens, but I don't give it a whole lot of focus. My specific intent, I create freebies and opt-ins to help people get value and kind of know what I can do for them, but I don't know if they're working well. And constructive intent might be, I'm really trying to do everything I can to have my business stuff set up well. So when clients are actually booking me for what I offer, they're going to have a smooth client journey. So maybe you have a smooth client journey set up, but you're not offering anything. So nobody's booking. Therefore, you have no need for a smooth client journey, which means you need to get intentional about what your offer is. Number eight, what results do you want in this area? For example, I want to see my schedule full whatever that means for you, five, seven, 10 clients a week. I want to see my group coaching have at least 20 people in the next uh, session, right? Whatever it is, think about the results you actually want your intention to get you. And then number nine, how are you going to give attention to your intention? Do you need to journal? Do you need to put post-its out there? Do you need to write on your mirror? Do you need to set reminders on your phone that this is what you do? Do you need to start a vision board? So You can create these examples. You can create a Pinterest vision board. You can do one. There's lots of vision board workshops. People do online, live sessions, whatever. Um, You can write something on your mirror about the fact that you're being intentional about creating a great offer because you're going to help so many people lead healthier lives, have transformation, have better communication in their relationships, whatever it is you help them do. You could journal about the results that you pray for your future clients to get every morning, whatever it is, give attention to your intention. Number 10, declare your intentions out loud to yourself and the people around you. So for example, tell yourself every day, there's people out there who need what I offer. And every day I'm intentional about this work, I get closer to meeting them. Okay, do something to actually declare what you're being intentional about. Holy Spirit is so happy to help you become more aware of your true intentions and help you create new ones that are going to be really fruitful for you. God is happy and glad to be with you in this work. He loves working with you in your own personal and professional development and growth. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless your business. He wants to bless you in your calling. And if you're a coach or you want to be one, remember that you can schedule a free possibility call with me. Um, The link's in the show notes if you want to talk about how you can actually start, you know, pursuing intentional growth of your your practice, your business. And you can also grab the Coach's Mistake Evasion Manual in the show notes if you want some help to like avoid what I call kind of the most common area 
areas that coaches suffer in as they try to figure out how to get started or how to grow and how to take their practice and their business into the next season outside of their head, okay? My goal in that guide is to help you know what you don't need to worry so much about, but maybe nobody told you you don't need to worry about it. (laughs) There's also practical things to help you counter what you don't want or need to do with what you do want and need to do. All right, friends, I bless you to be intentional and aware and really just be open in your, let your eyes and your ears be open, but let your heart be open to what God wants to do in your life in this season, what he wants to do in your business this season, and just open to the love of God over who you are and the calling on your life and the things that you're really capable of. I want you to start believing that the things that you want are actually possible. And when you believe that and you don't doubt, and that might take some time to actually become, uh, help that become part of your paradigm that you believe and you don't doubt. It's okay that that's a process. Jesus will chip away at it. He will keep adding to the truth for you. He'll keep, you know, he'll go Shrek on you and keep peeling away the layers of the onion. So bless you. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.